From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration from movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. It is an important first for the Action Catalyst podcast today. I have my uh, business partner, my very original friend that we dreamed up uh, starting a business together, Dustin Hillis, on the show live. You're going to get to meet him in just a second. Also, something that's super exciting is we're giving away a free webinar, uh, an advanced sales training webinar on the topic that Dustin and I are going to talk about because selling is the theme of the show today and everybody is in sales and everybody can benefit from learning the psychology of influence which we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about how when you do selling the right way it's not really selling at all it's it's something that you do from your heart and you do it for the best interest of the people that you're talking uh, to and talking about and the people that you are serving. So we're we're talking about selling, which is going to be fun. You're going to want to keep your eyes or your ears peeled for the free webinar uh, invitation that we're going to make to you. You're going to get a chance to meet Dustin. And at the end of the show, I'm going to share with you my secret for if you have any resistance to being in sales or nervousness about the perception of a salesperson, I'm going to share with you how I got over that and how you or anybody on your team can get over the nervousness of being in sales. We'll get into all that and much more just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern Coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. I am so excited today because I get to introduce you to Dustin Hillis, and we met in college working for Southwestern Advantage. I've never had him on the show, and I'm so excited for you to finally meet him. He is uh, he actually broke a 150-year-old sales record, and he made over, get this, $100,000 in one summer. Uh, in just a few months. He's got a degree in psychology. Obviously, he is the co-founder of Southwestern Consulting. And uh, we, along with our other partners, have built this business just from the ground up, from uh, four people back in 2006 to now over uh, well over 130 people and uh, a healthy eight-figure business. And Dustin has a new book that is coming out, which is Awesome. The book is called Navigate 2.0, uh, Selling the Way That People Like to Buy. And I think you are going to love it. And so it made sense to have him come on. And Dustin, welcome formally to Action Catalyst Podcast. Great to have you. Thank you, Anne. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so I, I think when people listen, uh, you know, first of all, the idea of making $100,000 in a summer, like how in the world did you do that? What were you doing and, and, and how did you pull that off? 
Well, the books actually had drugs in them. <laughs> uh, just joking. Just joking. Uh, you know, it, it was a progression. Uh, it wasn't my first summer that I did that. And, and I think you have to hear the whole, the whole, uh, building up to that point. Yeah. And what uh, were my you, first summer? I, what were you doing exactly? Yeah. Not everybody knows. Yeah. So, yeah. So Southwestern is the oldest direct sales company, uh, in the country. So we've been selling door to door, uh, for over 160 years. We were founded in 1855. And so, uh, today we actually have college students that are out going door to door, selling educational reference guides, software, kids books. And now they have a website. Uh, back then there was no website, but, um, it's educational reference guides that help save time on homework, help the parents parents help the kids when they get stuck. And, and so how many, was, how many summers did you do this? So I did it for four summers. Okay. And, uh, my first year I ended up uh, finishing number one in the first year category. So that's number one out of about 2,500 salespeople. Uh-huh. And I made about $36,000 in 10 weeks as a, um, third year in college. Wow. And so, um, that I, I think was just working hard, studying, uh, being coachable, following the scripts and, and doing, uh, that, uh, my first summer. And then, uh, my second year, uh, recruited a team of eight people and was able to, um, be number three in the entire company. And that's including all the experienced dealers and, uh, sold, uh, uh, I made about forty-two thousand uh, dollars take home uh, as a sophomore uh, in college, and then my third year was the year of breaking the company record. And really, it was uh, getting serious about what we were doing. Uh, a gentleman followed me my last day, my second summer, and said, "Hey, if you really learn the ins and outs of the business and what you're doing, you could break the all-time company record." So I changed my major to psychology from business at, and started reading books and studying uh, behavior profiling, taking DISC, Meyer Briggs personality profile test, uh, took Strength Finder test, mm-hmm. and and just really got into the the science behind uh, the the way people buy and the psychology behind buying, uh, and then combine that with the 150 plus years at that time Southwestern uh, training and and started really honing uh, the craft of of uh, changing my approach uh, when I knocked on people's doors and uh, ended up making a hundred and two thousand dollars as a junior in college in 14 weeks. It's amazing. It's so it's, and then it's the, amazing. And I, I, one of the things that's always sort of fascinated me is that you, you really do take sort of a, 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 a psychological approach to selling. And I don't, I don't think people realize just how, how much psychology is really rooted in, in the essence of sales. Yeah, it, it, you know, uh, when I changed my major, it was the day after my first class of Psych 101, and they talked about toward motivation and away motivation, and uh, it just blew me away of of thinking of it from a sales mind. With uh, people are actually more motivated by fear and and uh, less motivated by toward motivators. And uh, after hearing that on my first day, I thought, man, knowing more about psychology will help me in the long term. And just being better at, at understanding people and communicating, um, especially knowing selling was something I was excited about doing. And, 
it it really did take take the game to the next level of of diving in deep to psychology and understanding how the the mind works. Mm-hmm. Well, and now, so Southwestern Consulting, obviously, um, we we've grown pretty rapidly. Most of the people listening to this show uh, hear bits and pieces of what we do, but. Um, we've, we've coached, you know, as a team over, over 5,500 people. Um, and, uh, and actually I think I saw a number that, that is like more like 6,000 people. So it's, it's climbing so rapidly and obviously, you you know, you were part of the co-author, you created some of the, the original curriculum and, and we've had all these people go through, but I feel like coaching has really been your world and it's it. And I guess, one of the questions that I just have for you is between what you know about yourself and all the folks on our team, and then also having been, you know, in, in the, um, just kind of on the front lines with now, you know, thousands of thousands of salespeople going through coaching from all these different industries. What do you think are the real key differences between the top producers and the average producers? Like, what do you think separates, uh, you know, the people who are in maybe whatever the top, let's call it the top 5%, because you've done it personally, you've recruited and led people, uh, both in Southwestern consulting and, you know, before, before we started the business, and then also obviously worked in consulting and coaching with the other companies. So if you had to try to boil it down, what do you think are the, the real major differences between top producers and average producers? Yeah, great question. And and we get this a lot. And uh, coaching has been amazing as we've uh, coached, as you said, over 6,000 people from every different type of industry. Uh, I've personally coached people from uh, DirecTV, AT&T, Wells Fargo, uh, to people that are in the automotive business with uh, Toyota and Lexus to, uh, you know, financial planners with Northwestern Mutual, etc. And it, it, the common thread is, is really broken down uh, with these four things. I think that it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you've been in, in the profession of selling and you are at that top level, these are, these are the four things. Uh, the first one is attitude mm-hmm. and your self-talk. There's nothing more important than what you say about yourself to yourself and what you let other people say about you that you believe about yourself. And the second is your work ethic and being willing to put the blinders on, put your head down, go to work, not think about what you need to do, but you take action and you outwork everyone in sight. Uh, the third is problem solving. Uh, it's not th- if a problem is going to happen, it will. Uh, everybody has an excuse. It's the rare individual that will go over, under, around, or straight right through any problem in their way. And then the fourth is being a student of the game. Yeah. And really, the people that are willing to uh, invest in their own minds, uh, take the time to read uh, vivaciously and uh, ferociously attack books and, and read multiple books every month, and um, and just always think of learning as a journey. There is no finish line. You can, you can always increase your knowledge in some area of your profession and life. And, and the people that think that they have arrived are the ones that are on the slippery slope down. Mm. And so being a student of the game, I think, is a a big-time key to being a top producer. Mm. Yeah, those are... I I think it's... I think, you know, attitude and self-talk, you would expect to hear 
right? People talk a lot about attitude, work ethic, uh, obviously discipline and, and that. But problem solving and student of the game, I think, are probably a little more... Uh, a little more unexpected, right? I think, you know, you think salesperson, you know, problem solving, how does that work? But it's um, such a key area. And then the student of the game that, so you're saying that the people who, the people who make the most money in sales are the ones who spend the most amount of time studying. It's not the people who really like, it's because isn't that kind of, that's sort of inverse of what you might think, right? You would think the people who are not making money are the people who would be studying, but you're saying it's actually the inverse of that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I, I help assign all of our clients uh, with our coaching program. And as you read the profiles of these people who sign up for coaching, it's usually the top producer in the office who is the first person to raise their hand and be willing to sign up for a coach. And you would think it's the person who's struggling that needs the most help that would say, hey, I need a coach, help me. But it's actually the opposite where the people who are at the top are the ones wanting more help. And and it's the reason that they're there to begin with. And uh yeah, so it's it's it is a uh, an you're interesting thing. You're certainly an example of that. I mean, you read like crazy and and uh, study and and uh, I mean, there's no surprise you and and you know so many of the top producers on our team, Kitty and Dave and and uh, so I want to get into Navigate here a little bit. Um, so Navigate 2.0 is what the book is called, and so what what exactly is is Navigate? So Navigate is broken down to three different parts. The first is solidifying in your mind what are the four different buying behavior styles and selling behavior styles, which are different than personality styles. So Navigate is taking DISC and applying it to selling. Mm. Then the, the second part of Navigate is how do you identify somebody's natural buying behavior style in less than seven seconds? And then the third part of Navigate is how do you modify your natural approach? How do you modify your natural presentation? And how do you modify your natural closing techniques or closing language to sell the way that people like to buy? So so basically you're saying that their Navigate is about these sort of four these four distinct behavioral styles, which are not to be confused with personality styles, which I do want to ask you about that too. But you're basically saying there's these four different types of people in the world. And that if you adapt your sales presentation to match sort of the inherent or default psychology of these four different types of people, that it will actually increase like your closing percentages and increase your sales. Yeah. You know, it's amazing that uh, really one of the, the first lessons that my dad taught me when when I first decided to start working with Southwestern and I was nervous, you know, I played football my whole life and never really sold anything. And I said, Dad, you know, what does it take to be successful at selling? And he said, just remember this. The reason people buy is because they like you and they trust you. And really, that's what Navigate's about, is is how do you get past those emotional barriers that stop people from connecting with you? And how do you get them to like you and trust you faster over the phone, in person, whatever it is, how you're meeting people, Navigate helps you shorten that that process to have them like you and trust you faster because you're speaking their language and selling the way that they like to buy. Yeah. So can you give us give us a give us an overview of what the four you mentioned this phrase which I I captured was 
taking disc and applying it to selling, which I think is a, is a key phrase and, and it speaks sort of to the science and the psychology that's, that is, uh, sort of underneath the, the navigate methodology or the navigate framework. But so can you walk us through what, just what are the four buyer behavioral styles and just like tell us a little bit about, well, just give me an overview of what the four are and then I'll, and then we'll talk about maybe a couple. Okay. And, and before I do that, I just want to throw out a disclaimer that as you take the Navigate profile test and, and read the book and everything, it, it's okay to know that you are you can be and a lot of times are two of these. Um, so a lot of times you'll have two predominant styles and often uh, you'll have one that you're significantly the least like. So as I go through these four, you can think of what are you the most like and what are you the least like. Okay. Uh, so you first have a, a, a fighter. Fighters are the straight to the point, don't waste my time type of, of um, buyers. Uh, they always buy based on what's in it for them. Their biggest fear is losing control. Uh, next, you have detectives. So detectives are the detail analytical buyers. They're always uh, thinking through uh, the details. They buy based on logic. Yeah. Their biggest fear is making a mistake. So when you're selling, that's important to know. The third is your counselors. So these are your team-oriented, family-oriented people. Um, they're the ones that make decisions based on consensus, and their biggest fear is change. Okay. And then you've got the entertainers. So these are your energetic, enthusiastic people that when they're buying, they based, uh, they buy based on emotion, and uh, their biggest fear is rejection. Hmm. Interesting. So there, so fighters, detectives, counselors, entertainers. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and, and one of the things that you mentioned, uh, before is you, you said that, uh, as you think through these, you said that each of us have sort of like a primary, uh, quadrant and then like a secondary quadrant. So there's like, we have multiple pieces of these, each of us. Right. When I took the Navigate profile test for the first time, I scored extremely high in a selling situation as an entertainer, but then my default was a fighter. Um, and then I was the least like a detective uh, as how I scored. Okay. So, so give me some examples. Like how do you, what are some of the signs, you know, like what are some of the things that, um, cause you, you talk about, uh, understanding these and then sort of being able to identify people quickly and then kind of being able to, to sort of modify your approach to go to them. Like what are some of the, the telltale signs that like you're dealing with a, uh, let's say a fighter. Great question. Uh, so in the book, Navigate 2.0, there's over 20 different ways to identify somebody's buying behavior style. Okay. So you've got the way they shake their hands. Uh, Min Sung, ancient Chinese face reading, uh, says the lines <laughs> wow. on people's face is a yeah. map to their mind. Yeah. And, and so uh, I think the easiest, there's two quick, easy ways to identify people, whether you're over the phone or in person. So a fighter, for example, will speak in a loud and slow voice quadrant. So those of you with kids know this voice quadrant, <laughs> put that down. Uh, so subconsciously, what that's saying is that they're in control and their biggest fear is losing control. So they use this quadrant when communicating 
And then also when shaking your hand, they give you a more firm handshake. A lot of times they'll put their hand on top of yours and squeeze the the life out of your hand. And again, this is subconsciously saying I'm in control. So you can look for these things combined and know you're talking to a fighter. Okay. And so, talking, so. so basically there's these, these outward expressions that are sort of like the signals of this, uh, you know, this, this default psycho psychological setting. And you can just look at some of these things initially and be able to know. So what's, so just, I mean, obviously there's four of them. We're not going to have time to go through all of these, but like with a fighter, what is an example of, uh, like you mentioned modifying your behavior a little bit. Okay. So let's say that, let's say I'm either on the phone and I recognize sort of the voice quadrant or even in person, or maybe I shake their hand if there is, um, if I make that kind of conclusion and I kind of go, whoa, this, this guy definitely hits me as, you know, what Dustin was describing as a fighter. What is just like one example of how I might modify my sales presentation to connect better with that person? And what's an example of, well, give me an example of doing it the right way. And then an example of doing it the wrong way. Okay, sure. So with the fighter, you want to build less rapport so if you're somebody who the first words out of your mouth are, hey, how are you doing? How about the weather? How about that Titans game? You want to cut that out and and you need to be straight to the point, bottom line with a fighter. The A magic word to them is the reason. Mm. So when you're first talking with them, hi, the reason I called is, and then you just get right to whatever the reason is you called. Uh, fighters also need to quickly hear the words, what's in it for you. So they need to know why are you calling? What's the reason you called and what's in it for me? So actually just using that language, Hey, just want to let you know the reason I called is this and this and this. And, uh, what's in it for you is this, this, and this, and you can change the language to reflect whatever it is that you're talking about. But that's the premise of what they need to hear. And then when you're closing, they need options, uh, fighters biggest fear is losing control. So the best closing technique that you can apply is the choice of two positives. And the worst thing that you can do is tell them what to do. So saying, Hey, let's meet Thursday at four o'clock at Starbucks is the wrong way to close a fighter for an appointment. Uh, the best way to close a fighter for an appointment is to say, Hey, what works better for you Thursday or Friday, Friday? Great. Would you rather do two o'clock or four o'clock? Would you rather Starbucks or Joe's coffee? Mm -hmm. And just that little, tweak. It doesn't seem significant, but the, the words matter and the little tweaks that you can make in your sales process and, and the language in which you use makes all the difference of that fighter leaving the conversation going, man, I really like him. There's something about him. I can't really put my finger on it, but this that gave me options I really like versus the, the prior, you know, doing it the wrong way where you're telling them what to do. They leave the conversation going, man, there's just something about him I don't really like. I can't put my finger on it. I just I just don't like him for some reason. Mm -hmm. Well, like you said, uh, what your dad told you originally, that the, the fundamental reason why people buy is because they like you and trust you. And a lot of that, I have to imagine, is happens at a subconscious level. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you... Um... So that's interesting. So when you're when you're first talking to him, you're actually saying that using the 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 words verbatim, like the actual actually articulating the phrase the reason I like the reason I'm calling or and or using the phrase what's in it for you, you're saying that using literal phrases like that 
actually cause like a, a physiological increase in trust, basically. That's right. That's a big thing that we do when coaching and, and working with uh, companies is that we we help create sales scripts and, and word tracks and the language matters. And when when you tell a fighter what's in it for them, uh, bottom line, uh, when you cater your presentation to have uh, bullet points and, and um, you eliminate the the details and, and you eliminate the stories and all that, it, it makes a huge difference. And saying, saying those words, uh, saying the bottom line, like when, when you feel like you're losing their attention, mm-hmm. a way you can snap a fighter right back into it is you say, you know what the bottom line is and you go right to it cause you're losing them anyways. Huh? And so I think it's fascinating because I've seen you coach people through, you know, like right now we're just talking about the fighter and we're only talking about the approach and the close, but you've got these techniques for the fighter for each step in the cycle, the sale, how you present to a fighter is different. The questions that you ask a fighter is different. How you answer objections to a fighter, how you get referrals from a fighter is, is basically there's a, there's sort of a modified technique for each step in the cycle, the sale, uh, for each of the four behavioral styles here. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, and, and, and one that a lot of people don't think about for modifying is a step that at Southwestern we call the introduction, which is the consultative selling process. That is, what do you do before the presentation and what are the questions you're asking? Are, how are you uh, building rapport, uncovering the need? How are you answering objections before they come up? And how are you, um, getting all the decision makers around the table, eliminating distractions, et cetera. And, and most people don't have a written down methodology they follow for that. And when you can apply navigate to that and, and you can have four different versions for a fighter an entertainer, a detective, a counselor, uh, you, you can really see, I mean, that's how you double, triple your, your production. A good example is Verizon cellular cells, um, within six months of working with us, increase the their closing ratio by 300%. And the first thing we did was we created navigate scripts for their call center. And they have four different scripts based on exactly what we're talking about. And their closing ratio went up 300%. Well, it was pretty awesome. And, that, and it, it's, it's fascinating because sometimes salespeople have a uh, resistance to using scripts because they're like, oh, you know, it doesn't connect with everybody. But that's kind of what you're saying is you got to have these four different versions because there really are four different types of decision makers as it as it relates to buying. Um, and you, you know, here we are just talking through the fighter. Um, and you know, I figured, I figured time would go by soon and, uh, it has. So one of the things that I know you've got, um, that you put together, cause we we're only just barely starting to touch it on this is, um, you put together a free, uh, a free, a free, like one hour webinar for everybody. That's right. Yeah. So it's a free one hour webinar and it goes into detail with a lot of these techniques and ideas on uh, how to identify somebody's natural buying behavior style and then how to modify your um, clothes specifically to the fighter, to the entertainer, to the detective and to the counselor. So by the end of that webinar, you'll have tangible techniques that you can use to be a better closer for all four styles. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And so where do you want people to go to, uh, to get plugged into that? 
Uh, yeah, you go to podcast.thenavigatebook.com. Podcast.thenavigatebook.com. Okay, and we'll put a, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, podcast.thenavigatebook.com. You guys go check it out. It's a free a free one hour webinar. Dustin just dives right straight into navigate, and he'll talk through you know the four different buyer behavioral styles and um, and closing. Right? You actually teach. Uh, I think that's the technique you teach closing on all all the four different types in the uh, in the webinar. I think right. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. The book is called Navigate 2.0, Selling the Way That People Like to Buy. Uh, podcast.thenavigatebook.com is where you can go to get more information and check out uh, Dustin's free webinar. And, uh, you know, Dustin, just before you snake off, I'm going to try to, I want to, I want to try to get one more little uh, technique out of you here. Um, what, uh, what is, what is one telltale sign that I might be dealing with a, um, a detective? So just like if I'm going out and about, what are, you know, you mentioned like the handshake or the words that people use for fighters. What about detectives? Is there a, is there a cue we can look for, for them? Sure. Uh, I want you to imagine that a surgeon has removed their skull and inserted a calculator into their brain. And <laughs> when, whenever you have a detective, they are perfectionist. So they uh, dress more buttoned up. They move more um, as, as if you would imagine a perfect walk, a perfect handshake. They are spatially aware. So they step into the handshake do a one pump, perfect uh, pressure, handshake, step back to their space. When they're talking, they, they usually use the voice quadrant where they are controlled, but talk a little bit faster, which creates a little bit more of an anticipation. Mm -hmm. So you can talk as fast as you want with the detective, but don't talk too loud because then they'll think you're selling them and they won't like you and trust you for that. But uh, detectives, um, yeah, they're, they're usually the ones that are are the more uh, perfectionist. If you walk into their office, they will have their paper filed in the filing cabinet. They'll have their pencils in the pencil holder. There won't be a speck of dust on their desk. And you know that you're talking to a detective. And if you want to uh, screw around with a detective, just take a piece of paper or a brochure that's in your hand and mm -hmm. set it in front of them a little bit cockeyed and then just step back and just count to yourself, you know, one <laughs> Mississippi, two Mississippi, by, so by three Mississippi, they, they freak out. That is so annoying. Uh, when they, I'm a detective, of course. Um, so, uh, you're listening to Dustin Hillis, uh, and just a, a sales genius navigate 2.0, go to podcast.thenavigatebook.com. Check it out. Uh, Dustin, Dustin's free webinar. And uh, Dustin, thank you so much for being here, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. One of the things that I love about Dustin, I just admire, we didn't get into it too much, but the guy just has an unreal belief, like an unreal mindset in terms of he just doesn't have limits. And it's a great blessing to have someone like that in your life that just, because everyone, you know, most people in your life place boundaries they they talk about what's realistic and and Dustin is just not that guy he is the guy that's always about what's possible and redefining possible and I just I I absolutely love that and you know one of the one of the best sales people that I know I for sure and so that was really fun for me to get to interview him and I think in the theme of selling I wanted to take a minute to talk a little bit because, you know, I talk a lot about my background, how I got started in selling, but I, I, 
you know, when I sold for Southwestern, I did it for five summers. I didn't enjoy the process of selling. Like I never thought I would be a salesperson over the years. I have come to really love and fall in love with sales because I have changed my mindset about what selling is. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about because it's it's fun to listen to Dustin, you know, talk about sort of this navigate advanced selling system, which is really incredible. And you definitely should go over to uh, that website, podcast.thenavigatebook.com, and watch the webinar. I mean, it's 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 a one of the best advanced sales trainings you can get, and it's it's an hour long, and it's completely free. So. Um, go check that out and then you know that'll give you information about the book and stuff and, and how to take the actual test which is powered by disk and is, is sort of built on the, the disk engine but has the, the navigate um, enhancement to it and and but I think my as my view changed about selling my heart changed about it and it it's made it a lot easier and perhaps you're listening and maybe you're not you don't think of yourself as a salesperson like maybe you're the just you're maybe you're the business owner or maybe you are in customer service or maybe you're in management or leadership but we're all in sales and i think our resistance to wanting to identify with selling often is the result of the some of the negative perceptions and stereotypes that we think about when we think about selling and i talk a lot about servant selling and that's really the core sort of philosophy that really got me to come around to being excited about selling because selling is nothing more than a conversation. That's it. It's just a conversation about somebody's needs and a chance to, to help them. Uh, closing, you know, quote unquote, closing a sale is, I think even the language is, is really, it's, it's a lot of the language around selling the nomenclature is just, it really is not only does it not elevate the perception of sales, but it also is is misleading in terms of what makes a great salesperson, right? Because when you think about closing, you think about talking somebody into something. That's not what closing is. Closing is not talking somebody into something that they don't need. Closing is bending over backwards to help a customer figure out what is the best option for them. That's it. That's what closing a sale is. It's it's bending over backwards to help a customer figure out what is best for them. And it's not about having the gift of gab or even like being a smooth talker at all. It's all about questions. And it's about a genuine heart and being a servant salesperson is about asking great questions. And as Dustin was talking about too, you know, adapting your communication style to that of the person that you're talking to, not just being this aggressive sort of hard closer. And we really think that that's the future of selling. And I think Navigate is is a huge part of that. And I've learned a ton from Dustin just teaching me about Navigate and teaching our clients and our team kind of about the Navigate system. But if you've struggled with selling in any way, if you've had any sort of reluctance with it or any sort of fear about it or any sort of nervousness about the preconceived notions of what it means to be a salesperson, I want to I want to talk to you just for a second because what I am about to tell you, I think and I hope will change your view of selling altogether. I mean, 
one part of it is just you know learning the strategies and it, it actually you might think well geez the the more you learn the more manipulative it would become it's actually the opposite uh, a graceful uh, and a well-educated sales professional is incredibly graceful and and it doesn't feel that way it's just like you know a golfer the the more they learn the more they practice the smoother their swing becomes same same is true in selling it's not something that the more time you invest the more sort of you know smooth or shyster you you get it's the opposite it's you help you become so skilled at being able to communicate with people and to adapt to their preferences that and you can literally just stand and serve them and operate in a place of their best interest and that will grow your sales over time you might not you know, there's, there's some people that will say no to you, but there's a lot more people that will say yes to you too. And so anyways, moving past that to sort of the heart of the issue for me, the very first step in selling is all about conviction, right? It is, it comes down to being completely convicted on your offer. See, you don't want to be in sales. What you want is to be on a mission. You don't want to be in sales. You want to be on a mission. You want to be so convicted on the value of whatever it is that you provide that you can't help but tell people about it because that's what selling is all about, right? Selling is just being an evangelist for your product. It's being an ambassador for what you believe. And you shouldn't have to artificially pump yourself up to go out and sell. Selling, it's it's not a battle. It's not it's not a war. It's not a it's not a workout. Um, selling is an opportunity to serve people, and it's an opportunity to transfer conviction about what you believe. It's an opportunity to serve other people, and to simply share with them the things that you believe will benefit their lives if it's appropriate, if you deem it's appropriate through a lot of the things that we talk about with Navigate as an example and identifying what their fears are, what their motivations are, how they prefer to be communicated with, what types of language they're going to you know, best respond to, and how do you make it most comfortable for the person that you're dealing with. And that's why you know, kind of what Dustin is talking about is you don't sell the way that you like to sell right? You, you, you sell the way they like to buy. It's the opposite of the golden rule, right? The golden rule is treat others the way you want to be treated. But navigate is, is the opposite of that. It's not treat people the way you want to be treated. It's treat people the way they want to be treated. It's do the work of communicating in the medium and the mode, the, the modality of, of how they prefer to be communicated with. And, that takes grace and skill and intention and practice and, and knowledge and education. And I love when Dustin was talking about, you know, the four common threads of these ultra performers, these top producers, because he's living in that world every single day. I mean, even more than me, um, you know, because I'm, I'm doing a lot of variety of things um, around the company. Like Dustin is every day in coaching. He's assigning our clients. He's coaching the people. He's coaching our team. Like he lives and breathes every single day. And he's saying... Look, if you want to become a top producer, you have to become a student. You have to become a student of the game. And as you learn those skills, it's like you become, uh, you've probably heard this before, there's, there's like the four levels of competency. There's sort of, you know, unconscious incompetence, 
and it's like you're not good at something and you don't even know you're not good at something, but then you become aware that there's a skill set there, which is conscious incompetence. And it's like, okay, I know I'm not good at it, but at least now I know I'm not good at it. Then the, the third level is conscious, uh, uh, let me see. Yeah. Conscious incompetence. Is that right? Or sorry. Um, your conscious competence is the third one. So now it's like you, you're getting good at it and you're, you're thinking about it still. And then the fourth level is unconscious competence. And that's where you want to get. That's what a true student of the game is, is when you have, have all of this ability to communicate, which is, you know, what selling is conversating, communicating, listening, mostly asking questions and serving people with the right heart. And when you really get to that unconscious competence, it's, it's amazing. Um, and it's so fun to deal with great salespeople because they help you. And I actually just today was on, on a call with a, a tax attorney and I was talking to them about some different things and some different ideas and strategies and whatever. And, and I really appreciated what this guy's name was Chris, uh, said to me, he said, you know, I really would love to have you as a client. He said, the more this conversation has gone on though, the more I realize I'm not the right person for you. And that spoke so deeply, like that mattered so much to me. I appreciated so much that his willingness to say that, right? And and we're we're not gonna we're not gonna use him as uh you know like a personal tax lawyer. But what happened is I found out that he does international tax law, and I was like, oh my gosh, we we have all sorts of international tax law issues that, and and so whether I refer him or we end up doing some other business with him some other way. It was just that he was out there to serve me, and it's sort of that that servant's heart with that unconscious competence is really where that mastery level takes place. And and that's why you don't want to be in sales. You just want to you want to be on a mission. And that product conviction is connected to the, that heart side of it. Is it, it the best salespeople, they don't they don't grow tired or exhausted because they're not talking people into stuff. They're not they're not scamming people. They're not convincing people. They're just talking about what they believe and they're listening to what people need. It's that simple. You're listening to what people need and you're talking about what you believe. It, listening to what people need and talking about what you believe. And that is selling. And so they're drawing on this wellspring that never goes dry. They're they're on a mission to help other people. They're not ramping up to get themselves ready for a workout. And it's it's that calling of service that perpetually rejuvenates and continually inspires a servant salesperson. Somebody who is 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 truly dedicated to the best interests of the people that they're talking to. Somebody who is convicted that you always get paid for how hard you work. Sometimes now oftentimes later, but always eventually. And when you believe that, like when you believe that you always get paid for how hard you work, sometimes now, oftentimes later, always eventually, then you can let go of having to convince every single person to buy from you. You can simply stand in service of what is best for them. It's not about you. It's about what you can do to help others. It's hard to be nervous when your heart's on service and being passionately convicted that what you are offering really matters is really needed and that it really, really makes a difference. So if you've ever struggled with a reluctance to sell, my advice to you would be find a way to not be in sales. Just simply be on 
a mission. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that really helps us out. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.